Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce with me as usual. Patrick, got a lot to talk about today. Vikings twins season is over. You can, you might say it's been over for three months, four months. Um, Gophers won at Purdue. Important win, if not a aesthetically pleasing one. Uh, the Vikings game, let's start there because I think a couple of things about it are interesting. You know, one, they only scored seven points. Um, so any uh, any great grand offensive uh, line, offensive in general improvements, or maybe let's let's hit the hit the brakes on those. And two, they keep saying they're a good team. They keep saying we're we're better than this, we're a good team. Patrick, if they're if they keep being this good, they're gonna win four games this year. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I had picked the uh, Browns to win that one in a uh, three-point uh, 24 to 21 game or something like that. I, I could never imagine that you march down the field to start the game and don't score again and don't really come that close to scoring again. It's uh, it's the, the number of plays they ran in Browns territory and things like that were – incredibly small and what they uh, got out the Browns had the ball for almost 36 minutes too right it wasn't uh, I mean they 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 held the ball they had the ball most of the game because they had a running game and the Vikings didn't uh and, and you bring up the offensive line you got to give them credit yesterday they couldn't class block and they couldn't run block it was uh, equal they opportunity couldn't, they couldn't run and they couldn't protect and that was uh an old time performance right there and by the way, then when you look around and see that yesterday, uh, yeah, Seattle wanted San Francisco after looking horrible here and that Arizona blew out the Rams. Uh, so this obviously be their worst performance uh, since the opener for sure. Cause I mean, the, the previous two weeks, they played pretty good, but they were terrible. There's nothing good to say. They were, when well, they were, you know, okay defensively, but Baker May- Mayfield was their number of the defense's number one ally. If he would have, if he would have, let's say hit ha- half of those 10 or 12 passes, he had the guys that were wide open and he didn't, uh, he didn't get the ball to them. They, they would have been, it would have been 28 to seven or 31 to seven. And Zim wouldn't have been Zim. Zim sounded after I wrote my tribute to Zim Scander on Saturday, right. turned into a bull thrower. Like everybody else We're better than this. And I guess, I guess maybe he's trying to tell the team that. So he thought that became his public message, but uh, usually uh, Zim would go uh, nuts in a situation like that. Uh, seeing them get their arse kicked, he's probably a little worried about his job. I mean, you know, if the with the Wolf boys, they get nervous. Uh, they've they've been pretty loyal to him, but if they get beat by Detroit at home yesterday, uh, next next week, which I don't think is possible, but if they do, he might not make it to the end of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the one and three now, and you know, it's some of it's messaging, right? Some of it's real because they did play well in those two weeks i think i think here's the here's my theory on zimmer he'll always be he'll always be kind of happy as long as the defense plays well and they only yeah, four, they only give up 14 points if they lose 35 28 and it's a close game he's not as happy yeah well that's that you know that's not a bad uh that's not a bad theory to have that's for sure i i never i i guess i didn't think of it that way uh but 
I mean, he, he, we, we did have the, uh, we did have this, the story last week too, about the Kumbaya he's had with Kirk. And, right. Uh, know how they they get together on uh what is it mondays thursdays Thursdays, i think whatever thursdays and they they kind of like belichick and brady would always uh have that uh sit down where they would basically dissect the team i don't think i don't think this is uh this is two geniuses at work like that was but uh i i you know he was trying to reach out but you know you turn around and cousins uh what i was you know, I, I thought that Cousins had probably revert the form here one of these weeks, and he did. He was not terrible, but he didn't do anything to win the game for you anyway. He didn't. He had a chance to make plays, and he didn't make them. So uh, that was that was a that was a that was an old time Cousins performance there. He wasn't good. Didn't handle the pressure at all, and there was a lot of pressure, but he didn't handle it at all. What he got hit ten times, I guess. So that's his excuse. But uh, yeah, it was brutal. It's that's a terrible loss when you when you give up fourteen points and get beat in today's NFL. That's impossible, almost. Yeah, I got a text. It's funny. I got a text from a, another uh, Vikings uh, Vikings fan friend of mine. It was like it said right. It was right after the first drive. It said seriously, Kirk is a different player, and I'm not inclined to ever say that about him. That was the te- that was only the text, and I didn't see it for a while didn't respond to it get to the end of the game i, I just responded we will always have that first drive like it, it, <laughs> he you know he just it, it, it you're right it was he he looked great on that first drive and then they couldn't they couldn't protect they must have been taking away some of his you know they're smart they're taking away probably some of his favorite things stefanski's worked with kirk cousins before he knows kind of you know he knows him very well he knows kind of what he likes and that's probably you know, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good little uh, thing to have going in, even if you're an offensive coach. And they've got a lot of defensive coaches on that that side of the ball that were here too. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but you're right. Seven points, especially especially the the ease with which they p- took it down the field at the start. It it just is, it's baffling. They get shut out for 54 minutes. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, that's a, they go out of field and uh, and nothing nothing happens after that. It's uh, it's incredible. I I was uh, just listening to it. I wasn't there. Uh, they, I thought the booze would be a little more resounding than they were. There was it was a pretty good shot at them at halftime, but uh, but uh, you know that that was bad. That was that was that's bad. And uh, how hey, how could Mayfield be this bad? I didn't think. Yeah, he was, I didn't think he was great. But how about the pass? He missed a Beckham at the end. Where's he throwing that ball? I hadn't seen his running wide. The guy's running wide open and he throws a line drive behind him. Right. And then he hits himself in the helmet. Like, Oh, uh, I just missed. him. (laughs) Oh, I should have thrown a better. I should have thrown it to him. Whoops. It was brutal. It was brutal. He was, he was 15 of 33. That's like in the modern NFL. That's almost impossible. He had a total QBR of (laughs) 15.6. But the but the Vikings can't stop the run. The Browns had 184 rushing yards, and that's you know usually when you do that to the quarterback, you're going to win. But they, you know they they couldn't they oh, couldn't they, stop the run. They haven't they haven't really stopped the run all year. Well, and the Brownies uh, that's Zafanski's deal. The two pronged running game. They uh, they got two running backs and they run them at you. And he's uh, 
you know, he's, uh, I think he's a very different coach than we expected when he left there as a young guy that he, he basically, I mean, uh, Mark Craig had one of the best pieces we've had on football this, uh, this yes. season that is a long reader on Stefanski. Not it was, but it was more than Stefanski. It was uh, about Zim and OC, o, o offensive coordinators too. And he talked to all the guys, Zim is fired and, and, uh, and not he didn't get De Filippo, but he talked to Norv, and Norv kind of brushed it off. But but he uh, he talked to everybody. He sourced the hell out of it. He went down there last week, and it was a it was a great piece. And I don't, you know, the guys uh, he's a he's a blue collar, run the ball uh, uh, type of coach. It's uh, and he did his when you looked at the sideline yesterday when they showed you shots of him. You, you would expect to look over there and see a very frustrated guy because of the way his quarterback was playing, but he, he's, he looks like he just a pretty much a, a Bud Grant stoic over there who keeps worrying about what's happening with the next play. So it was an impressive win for the Browns team that had to, you know, overcome a fairly stout Vikings defensive effort and their quarterback. They had to overcome <laughs> both of those to win the game. And it was, it was, it was a pretty dang good road victory. And uh, it, it put our uh, Vikes up against it. There's no doubt well, about it. Yeah. A couple of thoughts on that to, to maybe finish off the Vikings thoughts here. You know, one is Stefanski when he was here in 20, 2019, that was the year that cousins threw the ball the least. They really did lean into the running game. And maybe we assume that was, Zimmer's influence or something like that, but uh, it's it maybe that was more him than than anything else. And the other thing is, it was uh, the an underrated, maybe bold piece of that game was when you know the Vikings had that penalty on the extra point, and they decide, yes. well, we're not, we're not going to take it on the kickoff. We're just going to go for two instead of just being tied. It puts them up, kind of gives them that uh, gives them a little jolt right there. And I don't know, you know, game probably turns out the same, but. That was, you know, that 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 takes a little right. something because it's it's seven six at that point. You know, like the kick is the sure thing. You play the field position, things like that. Instead, he's like, no, we got a chance to run a play from the one. We're gonna try to go for two. Yes, and it was eleven to seven for the whole game. That point was yes. sitting there, you know, for minutes after minutes. It was it was eleven to seven. So you couldn't you couldn't tie the game with a field goal. So uh, yes, you know, forever because of that. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was uh, pretty uh, pretty dang smart of him to do that. Uh, yeah, it was just a, I mean, just a bad loss uh, because of the way the Browns played offensively because there's more there with the Browns than uh, how, how long you think Odell's my, my pal Odell son of Heather Van Norman Wyndham, Minnesota. I know her well. Uh, how long you think he's going to put up with this guy throwing yeah. the ball, throwing the ball 12 yards away from him when he's open. Odell's Odell's one of those high maintenance wide receivers. Uh, he's not going to put up with this nonsense. No, and you know who they got sitting over there, ready to ready to sling it, Case Keenum, baby. Let's, that's uh, good. let's, let's we've make the switch. We've seen the magic. That's uh, that's for sure. That we have seen the magic. That's for sure. Since I was a kid, my grandpa Jim Warner taught us to treat our customers like family. And to thank you for sixty-seven years, Warner Stellion is offering unbeatable appliance savings. Go to warnerstellion.com to get your fifty-dollar coupon you won't find anywhere else. Well, let's, let's move on. I just, you know, maybe I gave one final thought, I guess, where, you know, we, after they beat Seattle, I kind of felt like we, we kind of got off 
the firing watch pretty quickly. But, you know, like you said, now that they're one and three, they've lost this home game. Now they got Detroit next week, which, you know, Detroit's not good. The Detroit's winless, but, you know, Detroit has played good halves of football. They're, they're not just going to, you know, they're, they're not going to, they're not in quit mode yet. They're, they're still going to try at least. They're just not that talented. Um, you got Detroit and then Carolina, which feels like an opportunity to get back to 500 before the bye. But it also feels like an opportunity where if you lose both those games, we are definitely on a bye week fire watch. Yeah. I mean, if, if Carolina, they're going to be a, a rather the emphatic underdog playing down there. I would think, you know, out of five, six points probably, or maybe, you know, they're playing good. Steve uh, Donald is, is playing pretty good down there and they got a good defense. So yeah, you lose the Lions. You, yeah, you're right. If you, if they lose them both, uh, yeah, would he won't come out of bye week. I wouldn't think, although there's the, the other thing is you look at it and who's your, who's, yeah. who do you promote? Who do you, you don't, you don't promote Clint Kubiak. No, so, Patterson so maybe, you, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe you let Andre do it for, uh, for 10 games and, you know, see if, see if anything happens there. That, that would be a possibility I would guess. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he won't make it if, uh, you, you know, damn well Spielman's not going to stand up and, and take responsibility. Right. Spielman, no. he's not, no. not that kind of guy. He's a survivor. He'll go in there and stab him in the back in two minutes. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it takes. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Zim is in trouble. He is in trouble. There's no doubt about it. And if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's got no chance to be back. I, I, yeah, zero. I eight agree years, with that. Eight years a long run. You've only won two playoff games, and you only been to the playoffs three times. It's not happening. He's not coming back. Speak frightens the hell out of me because as I grow, uh, right, I saw that. Get some forty-two-year-old guy who's full of bs up to his ears who's strictly sending out the party line message so they're a dying we, we breed won't. they are a dying yes. breed we lost uh we don't have boudreaux anymore boudreaux no. is a great uh great character oh, hockey you're right Ho- hockey hockey gives us those characters more than yeah. anybody else well uh, hockey gives us bill garen who doesn't give a damn about it i love bill garen he's great food. Yes, he does. Like, all right, Kaprizov, go play in Russia. We'll so we'll see you. You'll here's the deal: take it or leave it. And he end of, he ends up getting him to get. He ends up getting you know the big. This we, we shouldn't spend too much time on hockey. We got so much to talk about, but he has gotten all those free agents except Fiala, who's you know the, I think he had to take the one year deal, right? But uh, but. You know, he got Eck cheap. He got Kaprizov cheap. He's he basically giving them old time money, and if they don't like it, the hell with them. So it's yeah. a different kind of guy, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. He's uh, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago after they signed Kaprizov, and he was uh, he was good. It's just he's kind of a take it or leave it kind of guy. Doesn't seem mm-hmm. like the, the ego is is too big. So we'll we'll see how that uh, how that goes. Um, and that right, season that season season's right around the corner too. It's, it's unbelievable. Yes. Both of them are what everything. The everything happens on? like everything right now. Just everything happens. I mean, you know, least... and actually the hockey, the hockey season is delayed a little bit. Right, a week later. Yeah, this would be normal. about the start. Yeah, and they're gonna take the they're gonna take the Olympic break. These these boys are gonna be playing five games a week there for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, the schedule is the old. Uh, get them on the ice is uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be some weary fellas. Uh, they're gonna be playing a lot of hockey games. So. At least we cleared out baseball. Let's talk uh, at least twins baseball. Let's talk twins for a little bit. Season ended Sunday. 
They got to win, Patrick. The, I'd been on a 90 loss watch. It's kind of a weird <laughs> thing. I, but, you yeah. know, they, they, I don't know if it looks better in the record to be 73 and no. 89, but at least we don't say they're X number That's... of 90 loss seasons. Um, yes. You know, they, after the 14 and 28 start, they basically played 500 the rest of the year. That's probably about the kind of team they were, but that's not the kind of team you want to be. What, just, they, uh, what, what, what do we know about this? What did we learn this year that gives you anything to think about for 2022? Well, first of all, they're 13th in the American League. Okay. <laughs> 13 yeah. out of 15. So let's not sugarcoat anything. They're no. 23rd in Major League Baseball. Not good. Uh, one thing that helped them uh, as far as not being among the worst is you, you had two teams over in the National League that won 213 games between them. So that left the other teams in their division to lose more games than the Twins. But, uh, but uh, well, I, we learned that we didn't learn a hell of a lot because Kirloff didn't play, right? Yeah, he only uh, played a little and got we, hurt. We, we, didn't, we didn't lose. So we, we liked that, but we didn't see him. We learned that Larnick is is uh, a smaller version of Snow. He's straight. He had to go back to the minor leagues. He got called up. He was supposed to be a great part of the future. We learned they don't have a shortstop. Uh, yes. Simmons is not, and Royce Lewis is hurt. And I asked Falvey last week if Nick Gordon was a shortstop, and he basically said no. He's a utility player. He didn't say that directly, but that's what he said. Uh, we learned that if uh, Miguel Snow actually intends to go uh, to back, uh, you know, spend a lot of time here, a lot of time in Fort Myers and lose 30 pounds this winter, he will be a role model for all of us fat guys. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and also, uh, you know, then, then you can start thinking, okay, he's a star, but you can't be as bad as as he was for four months and then and then all of a sudden turn around and have you have us say boy he's a guy we can really rely on because his numbers the last two months were pretty good and he did put the ball and play more often but uh but more than anything we learned that uh they basically need if you give them over and you give them the, the kid uh Ryan. Joe, who got knocked around the other day, but I, you like him. If you give them those two, you still need three starting pitchers. They don't have any starting pitchers. It's, uh, you know, my aid is going to surgery. It's, uh, what, what do you do? And by the way, Mike, you're, you're also entering a chaotic offseason. Yes. Uh, you, you don't have any idea if anybody's going to be making any trades with the, they're not going to, they might get a deal, but it's going to be late. It's going to be right before the start of spring training, or maybe even a couple of weeks into what normally would be spring training. So the, the ability to make off season moves to go, you know, free agency, is there even going to be free agency? Are they going to, are they, are the owners going to lock them out and, uh, and not allow any business to take place. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a off season that really can't be planned for. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, brutal. And then the idea that you're going to trade Buxton uh, this winter is it's not going to work because who's going to go take him. And, you know, who's, I mean, how are you going to move him and get what you think you should get when nobody knows 
when the season's going to start or what, when you could actually start doing business. It's baseball is headed into, into the abyss here and we don't know when they're going to come out of it. And there's certainly the idea that the players have kicked off the, uh, the, uh, the, the stretch drive to negotiations by uh, suing the owners for 500 million <laughs> by suing the owners for $500 million. It's the idea that there's any olive branches out there uh, seems pretty preposterous. So, yeah, it's a bad time to need a lot of off season work, isn't it? Like, I think that was the, yeah. I'm glad you kind of laid it all out there. Cause that was kind of my thought. Like we, most of what we learned about this year's team obviously was not good. And obviously a lot of, and a lot of what we learned, we kind of already knew like, Buxton's really good when he's healthy. Yes. So no is inconsistent. He'll tease you. He'll have these stretches where you're like, wow, like that's a, you know, that's a, you know, a, a top level player. But then, you know, there's other stretches where he just, he can't touch the ball. Um, you're right. They don't have a shortstop. I think the plan next year has got to be have Polanco go back there until they can figure this out. Cause I don't think they want to do that. Not, I, don't think they, not, I don't think they want not, to, but not when you see what he did this year as a, as a as a second baseman and knocked in 98 runs and played much better in the field. I voted for him as the Twins defensive player of the year uh, at second base. And I'll never do that at shortstop. I, uh, boy, I think that would be, here's the, you, you, but you bring up a good problem because they're, they're two best offensive players right now. When Buxton's missing half the season are a rise in Blanco. Right. And, and, they, play and, the, and they play the same position. So. Yeah, and Arise shouldn't be a super utility guy. He's just he's no. not good he's enough play. to do that. And he's he's, he's hurt too play. much. Yeah. He's he's gotta play though. He's he's I mean he's yes. If he's hitting first or second, you're a lot better. So yeah, second. I agree with that. I think maybe Gordon is maybe that super guy. So then what do you do? So I think you bite the bullet for a year defensively and put Polanco back there. Maybe you're right though that you don't want to mess with whatever he had going offensively. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder how overblown that is if moving a guy a position if that really unburdens his mind so much that he's able to now perform better at the but, plate or if it's but, a coincidence. But, but in this case, you're moving him to a position where he's not good. <laughs> no, yes, I know. Yeah. So that to me it does if, if it's if it's just a routine switch, it doesn't. Now it wouldn't burden Louis Arise's mind if you're no matter where you put him because he don't care. He just wants to hit. So, uh, but, but I think Polanco Plon- was a bit of a fretter from what I've seen of him. And, uh, and, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They got, they got serious issues and they're heading into an off season of, of, uh, of unbelievable thing. But I did say this to, to, to switch a little bit. I did this, say, say this to Falvey the other day when he had that little switch yeah. session with the reporters after when he's leaving. I said, I said, well, there's hope in any situation. Look at the Giants. Yeah. Uh, and, and he said, it's a miracle. I said, yes, it's a miracle. And because of America's, I didn't say this to him, but it's, but because of America's absolute, uh, what should I say, uh, casual attitude towards baseball, that this, this team, which had a 74, five and a half or 74 and a half over and under won 107 games held off the Dodgers who won 106 games. And we don't, you know, no, that, you know, not that long ago would have been a front page headline in every sports section in America 
for two months. <laughs> and uh, and we it just, yeah, they won 107 games. Look at who they won 107 games with. And look what they had to do to win their division. They won 107 games and they had to wait for the last day to win their division. It's, it's been an amazing story that we just, you know, that America says, oh, oh, okay. You know, that's just baseball's current predicament. But, and, and how about this for a, a wild card yeah. I mean, for, for historic franchises, the Yankees versus the Red Sox and the Cardinals versus the Dodgers. That's uh, pretty hard to beat that right well, there. Well, and just the, you know, Cardinals won how many in a row? 16, 17? 17 in a row. 17 and then row. you got the Dodgers who won 106 games. I mean, that's like, you know, just the, the clash of like, you know, one game between those two teams right now is it's got to be unbelievable. Plus, yeah, Yankees, Red Sox, you can't beat that in a one game situation. It's like a game seven, basically, for these guys. So, yeah, as, as someone who has gotten more casual towards baseball, who doesn't follow those storylines as much, I'm very excited for wild card. Uh, the wild card games and the the overall postseason. I think it could be pretty good. I mean, it's like look at uh, look at look at who's in. Who's like? There's yeah. not a lot of not a lot of weakness there right now. No, no. There's eleven. There were eleven. I mean, the Blue Jays had a a plus one eighty three run differential yeah. and didn't make didn't make the playoffs. So, uh, but you know what? These morons are going to do when they come out of this, don't you? They're going to have seven teams in the playoff, and none of this will. None of this that Manfred will have a 17 playoff when we come out of here in each league, and he'll bleep this up too. He could screw up a one car parade. That guy, yeah, he's and terrible. they're gonna they're gonna end up doing that again. You got it. You gotta have. You gotta make the 162 game season mean something. You dumbhead, and uh, he's not gonna do it. There, you know, baseball is. They won't. Uh, you know, they, they won't make sensible uh, decisions and they rarely do well. Although I'll say one thing they did this year. We thought the umpires looking at the gloves was going to be like a, just an annoyance that occurred all year that was a big, you know, pain. And we we're going to have all these arguments and stuff. And it, we had the first week, there was some stuff that blew up. But since then, nothing, right? Nothing. Yep, they just walk over. They're like, there you go. So Josh Donaldson, the, the Josh Donaldson rule came into effect. You know, it's uh, Josh Donaldson should be remembered as a pioneer of, of of trying to reduce cheating of pitchers for a guy. If he had, yeah. he's the only player that went nuts about it, and then Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager, exposed it, and uh, and that's you know they they did make that change and that that added a little offense to the game and a little hitting to the game and uh, and it it. it you know, Garrett Cole uh, might might end up being the Cy Young Award winner, but he's not what he used to be. That's for sure. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, that was the one thing they did this year. But uh, they're heading in what if ever a game cannot afford a shutdown, it's this one. But they're they're headed there anyway. I'm afraid. Yep, we got to talk Gophers really quick before we get out of here. Um, it was not one of the more beautiful games. It was 20 to 13 over Purdue. It was raining. It was, you know, some both teams, you know, the both teams tried hard, uh, but it was not, uh, this was not the clash of, of the Titans. That said, an important win for, for whatever they want to try to accomplish this season. You lose that game, then all of a sudden you're, you know, you, you're going, uh oh. But, you know, I don't know how much of you saw that they did kind of enough to win. They made the plays at the end, the defense did. 
its thing got the you know got the late stop at the end to to finish it off but you know i i guess the the biggest takeaway is that whatever we saw against bowling green not surprisingly that that's not what this team is i don't i don't know quite how good they are but they're they're not that bad now you better not have the oldest team in america with a lot of guys who've been pretty good in the past and play and, and be as bad as you were as against bowling green but here's the deal you know Bowling Green or not, this historic defeat, which will be there forever. Uh, look at the West. Yeah, it's they terrible. Nebraska Wisconsin's awful. They're terrible. The, the, the quarterback got hurt, and probably nobody cares. He's bad anyway. Wisconsin's awful. Illinois is awful. Uh, Northwestern is Nebraska beat him 56 to 7. Uh, and I, I saw this coming, by the way. You did. I've, I've, before the season started, they have less. They have fewer players back than any team in the country. Everybody else has like seventy-five percent of their players back, right? Their their impact players are back. They have thirty-two percent or something of their production from last year back, and uh, and they're they're brutal. And this is kind of the way they go down there. Fitzgerald builds it up and then he has to re try to rebuild it they're terrible uh i was good i was good yeah wisconsin's bad and they get nebraska here so when they come out of the break they get nebraska here so nebraska looks like they're nebraska looks like they're the the nebraska the gophers is going to be the second best team in the west uh, could be because, yeah. because uh i was good and uh yeah, but wisconsin's here right don't they play no, no i think wisconsin's on the, there i think wisconsin's away this year so yeah. they got iowa here though. yes i was here i was here you know though i mean i was certainly not invincible and then here's the other thing they got one of their east games is maryland right i think so yeah i'm just looking yeah. at the schedule right now on the floor one of their east game i think they got maryland and indiana right or they're am i wrong uh, i think the indiana for sure is one of them um yeah well just see what maryland for some reason people do this big buildup of maryland about three years ago they build up loxley and oh yeah this going because they beat howard or somebody they're three and oh they're later they're terrible iowa goes they'd be there and beats them 51 to 14 yeah, uh, on uh, was it fifty one fourteen Friday night? So they're frauds. Uh, they got the easiest schedule they've ever had in history. So we'll, we'll see if they can. But but they're gonna have a hard time avoiding eight and four. I would guess. Yeah. If, point if you if you lose to Iowa and you lose one other, that's about the most they can lose. So point of clarification: you were right. Um, actually, you were right about the Badgers are home at Iowa. Um, and you're right. Indiana and Maryland are the two crossover yeah. games. They get the bye, then they go. They got home, home. They got Nebraska and Maryland home, and then they've got at Northwestern, and then versus Illinois. That's four very winnable games lose? coming out of the break. How can you lose one of those? Yeah, but well, you can lose in Nebraska. Nebraska's, but anytime Nebraska's got a Martinez at quarterback, you got a chance because they can't pass. They they have a family trait. They've had two of them. <laughs> They can, they, run. Like, they can run. They can run. They both look like Baker Mayfield uh, yes. on line drives all over the ballpark. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the schedule is easy, but I believe in the fact that they now uh, have, uh, you know, kind of gotten their feet under them again. They weren't great, obviously. They, no. they uh, but they're, you know, that, that was why when you look at the, 
when you look at their schedule, that was one of their tougher games at Purdue and they won at Purdue's not good either, but they were, you know, good enough to beat the Gophers on the road. So uh, this could be a very boring eight and four season. Yeah. It could be a classic Mason season. Yeah. 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 But base, you know, the base would have went down there and they would have, they would have, figured out a way to run for 300 yards and have the ball half the time or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doubt Purdue, but, uh, you know, but then again, Mace, Mace probably wouldn't have won too many games with his defense where they gave up 13 points in a row either. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a good win because it kind of wipes out the, the humiliation of the Bowling Green loss, which is Bowling Green, by the way, 17 and a half point underdogs. They only lost by seven at Kent state. So, uh, so they're, they're on the so March. They're on they're the move, on. baby. Here we go. That's true. That's true. And we should mention the Tommies, their pioneer league, uh, second or first road game. They, uh, they had a chance to win it, but San Diego came back and beat them by three. So, uh, oh. we're, we're off and running in the Pioneer League for the Tommies. So good luck to them. Good luck to them. Good luck to everybody else. Uh, have enjoy the rest of your Monday. Patrick, good stuff. We'll do this again next week. Probably won't talk Gophers next week because they're on a bye. We'll have Vikings. We'll have playoffs. We'll be getting ready for the wild season. It's October, man. Everything is happening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Patrick, have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. All right. All right, Michael.